0: and now veep thoughts by kamala harris you know what also excites me, What I'm, I, among the many things? I'm excited about electric school buses. I love electric school buses. I just love them for so many reasons. Maybe because I went to school on a school bus. Raise your hand if you went to school on a school bus, <laughs> right?
1: This has been Veep Thoughts by Kamala
2: Harris. Stu does America. Okay. School buses, Playstv.com slash stew. Use the promo code Stu. save 10 bucks. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? If you're on what, YouTube, you can save all the dollars because it's free, but at least you can do is like like the video, like right now. Subscribe to the channel, maybe hit the bell. All the notifications you need will be right there. Jason Buttrell is here to preview a brand new Glenn Beck Blaze special starring me. Now I know you'll tune in. The DOJ is under fire for their involvement in the Biden document search or lack thereof. But we start by doing environmentalists gone wild. Isn't it weird that the commercials for girls gone wild used to just be on normal TV? Like, doesn't that seem like a totally different world that, like, every every major network was running commercials at 11 p.m. just being like, hey, we went up onto all these drunk 18-year-olds and we told them to take their tops off, buy our videos. The world's changed a little bit, hasn't it? Uh... <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so let's talk about the environmentalists going wild. Luckily, no topless photos of anyone in this particular segment. But I will tell you Greta Thunberg is involved, and Greta was out doing her thing. She was released after a brief detention at a German mine protest. And some people said there's something a little suspicious about this particular arrest. We've seen people get arrested before. They usually look one kind of one way, like someone who's unwilling to go to prison, being you know locked in handcuffs and carried off. Occasionally, you see the protester thing, where uh, they will just kind of like lay there, like a you know limp body, and be kind of uh, you know carried off into a, a police squad car. Um, but. This one kind of looked a little weird. Climate campaigner Greta Thunberg was detained alongside other activists on Tuesday during protests against the demolition of a village to make way for coal mine expansion, but was released after an identity check, according to police. (laughs) So they just wanted to see who she was. I don't even uh, Greta Thunberg was, of course, held protesting at the open-cast coal mine of Garsweiler II after police warned that the group would be removed by force if they did not move away from the edge of the mine. And people looked at this and they said, oh, okay, that's kind of a normal story on a protest, but can you, can you, why does it look so weird? Well, like, let me give you a, a, a picture here. This is Greta being carried out by three police officers, and she looks like a little kid going for a ride. Like, you know, oh, you know, Uncle Uncle uh, Tom, you take the legs and I'll take each arm and we'll carry little Greta around. It'll be adorable. And Okay, but you might say it's a, it's a freeze frame. I know, what, what can you tell from that? Or this picture, where Greta's kind of standing there next to two police officers, kind of just being, I mean, one of her hands being held, but... You know, it's kind of hard. It doesn't seem like she's in any duress at all or like they actually really want to arrest her. And you might say, well, okay, you know, these are freeze frames. It's a moment in time. You, you can't really tell anything about that. Maybe if we had behind-the-scenes footage of what this arrest looked like, you could tell if it was really weird uh, and out of the ordinary. Well, lucky for us, we do have that. <laughs> and you see Greta laughing with the police. They're standing there posing for photos before the arrest. They are holding her hand, she's standing there completely like this is all set up it looks like. Well, when have you ever seen an arrest go down like this? They're just holding their hands and pausing for photos. What is going on here? Something very, very strange. Now she did eventually of course get uh, you know, dragged off for a couple of minutes when they checked her identity and then let her go. Al Gore has come out and said, yeah, you know what? I support her efforts to stop the German coal mine because, you know, know he's not going to go out there. He's not going to get himself arrested. He's not going to go wild. No, no, he's too important for that. And that's kind of a theme of environmentalism right now. The people who are at the top are a little too important for the people at the bottom. And, you know, maybe you could say that's speculation unless we could get them to admit it. We'll work on that here during this particular segment. Um, BMW and Toyota have been targeted by uh, European parody billboards tackling polluting SUVs. Uh, This is, I guess, a new tactic. You know, they have a Toyota commercial and it says, let's ruin everything. Because, you know, transportation to important places in your life and your work and everything is a, is a bad thing. Uh, then you have uh, BMW, I think this one is, and it's uh, sexy ads, smoking fumes, hot profits, environmentalists gone wild. Look at those sexy man legs. That's uh, always a nice touch. And I, I got to say, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm, I'm missing the classics. Where are my idiots gluing themselves to things? That's what I want out of environmentalists. I want idiots gluing themselves to things. You're not an actual environmentalist if you're not gluing yourself to something. Don't people understand this? The environmental stunt shtick is so overdone, but I love it. I love every second of it. It's the best part of my day. When I see some idiot has glued themselves to something, all I want to do is come in and do the show to tell you about it, because I freaking love when they do this stuff. It's It's fantastic. It shows you, first of all, you got somebody stuck to something, which means they can't be anywhere else. And since I'm not in the place where those idiots are glued to something, I am not with them. And I look at that as a positive. Also, it's just a great way of highlighting the idiocy of this movement. This movement is just built on nonsense and stupidity. Over and over and over again we see this result. And we've seen so many people do these environmental stunts, such as idiots gluing themselves to things. I thought it might be worth taking a quick look. Whatever happened to these people? How are they doing these days? I I was I'm concerned for them. I want them to come back and glue themselves to something new. Uh, Let's look at a couple of them. Um, Here's one uh, uh, guy who uh, and uh, lady uh, who um, glued themselves to a Van Gogh painting. And you might say, wow, that's impressive. They said uh, they had a hashtag. No new oil. Where do they go? Well, uh, they're in jail uh, right now. Uh, breach to bail, guilty of aggravated trespassing, public nuisance. The official trial is coming up in about a month. So good news there. They're in jail, but let them go. Let them go with the promise they will glue themselves to something else. It's just my recommendation. How about the uh, guy who uh, climbed the bridge and put up the, the very high banner? He was probably very high while he was climbing, too, but that's a different story. Uh, the banner that just says, just, I think, stop oil. Now, of course, he wasn't smart enough to come up with a banner Uh, That wouldn't blow away in the wind, so you can't really read the sign most of the time. But he tried that. He is now in prison for public nuisance. His official trial is in March. Then we have the woman who, hey, said, you know, where's a good place for me to glue myself to something? Because, you know, I'm an idiot and I want to glue myself to something. Where should I go for that? How about an airplane uh, an airport where you can glue yourself to the runway. Well, that's exactly what she did. Uh, she uh, went to the, um, the runway and just glued her hand. Now, there's plenty of room. I mean, planes could go right by. And I, I really do hope eventually someone takes this tactic. Leave them there until the glue wears off. I don't know. Would it take 100 years? Let them sit there and get skinnier and skinnier until they beg for you to allow them to uh, be removed and then you just pull the plane right around them take off right next to them every five or ten minutes they can't sleep because every five or ten minutes a giant plane goes by that's why can't we see that that's the correct resolution to idiots gluing gluing themselves to things by the way she was uh, inspired by a general ban on climate protests that affect travel and roads and uh, now uh, she's glued hopefully uh, still left there but I think she's in prison as well. Uh, how about the, uh, the two idiots that glued themselves below uh, another Van Gogh painting? Why, did Van Gogh do something wrong to the climate? I mean, he's cutting his ears off and stuff, but I don't think that's bad for the climate. Um, they also put soup on the painting, if you remember. Well, uh, they also need to learn something. Can we get a close-up of that photo one more time? Because if you are going to glue yourself to something, definitely don't do it in this way. Look at the one. Their hands are pressed upside down against the back wall. How are they going to relax in this scenario? How do they fall asleep if they're left there for a long time? It's very important to glue yourself to something convenient and comfortable. And they glue themselves in the uh, improper way here. And it's just, I mean, it's a D minus for this gluing job. Uh, They are both out on bail. Trial is going to be ongoing later this month. And then of course you have the guy who decided to glue his head to a painting. Yes, his head. Not a good idea to glue your head to something. Do I have to tell people that? The other guy's got, I think, his fist glued to the wall. I wouldn't say this is an excellent job, but I'll give it a C-. There's nothing wrong with a fist at, you know, at arm's length. It's, you know, your shoulder's going to get tired after a while. But you glue your head there. You can't, you can't lay down. You can't move. You can't do much of anything. You can't even turn your head. Your head is glued to a painting. You idiot. You're an idiot that has glued yourself to a thing. Well, they serve two months in prison and get another month suspended sentence. We'll see if they glue themselves to something else. I can tell you this. If they do glue themselves to another thing, we'll be telling you about that right here on this program because that's what we love, idiots gluing themselves to things. One thing that's fascinating about this is this dynamic we discussed a little bit earlier where the elites in this movement treat themselves as special, as different They're better than you. Yeah, there's idiots gluing themselves to things. And Al Gore will say, yeah, absolutely. I support those people going out and getting arrested. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones getting arrested. They're not the ones gluing themselves to things. They're not the one climbing bridges. No, no. That's for the other people, the peasants, to do that. And it's interesting at Davos this past uh, week where John Kerry kind of said the quiet part out loud. I want you to listen to this clip because he describes the mindset of every single environmentalist leader in this country and honestly probably across the entire world. This is the mindset. We elites are smarter. We elites are better. We elites have to go talk about these things and fly in private jets and live in giant homes and go on vacations. All those things are important to us because we are so important to the rest of the world. The peasants, they can do without Let let them deal with all the craziness of the world and all the consequences of the climate that we say are coming. We, on the other hand, will just continue to perpetrate all this stuff. We'll go and we'll burn all our fossil fuels because we're important. We get to go these ways. Listen to to John Kerry talk about this.
0: And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings Mm -hmm. because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives yeah. are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial yeah. to think about, quote, saving the planet. And If you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder or whatever, and, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are.
2: I will say, I, I do not think you're a do-gooder. No, I don't. Crazy, liberal, tree hugger, sure. Do-gooder? No, no. Do not believe that. Listen to that attitude. Isn't it amazing that us, because of who we are, because of what's happened to us, we get to come here and decide the fate of the planet for everyone else. Won't this be great? We can decide to save the planet. Everyone else is going to think, oh, gosh, you can't do that. But we can do it because we're who we are. We're the elites. We control these things. We're the ones that set the rules up. And if we, you know, we can do whatever we want, obviously, but we can set up the rules for everyone else that so we can save the world. This is the mindset of the people meeting in Davos this week. It's the mindset of the people who meet in Washington every single day. You know, John Kerry famously was, uh, you know, in the middle of one of his campaign. I think it was his. I think it was this 2004 campaign was out there uh, wind sailing. Wind sailing on Nantucket. And people took pictures of it. It's like this guy is supposed to be the everyman. Right. And <laughs> the guy who's running for the the blue collar party. And you realize it's just this is just who they are. You know, his his house in, in Nantucket. I got I got news for you. It's not sixteen hundred square feet. It's not the house that you're supposed to buy. It's not the you know, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful home. And like I don't I don't. I don't feel the need to to explain that. If I had a you know an incredible home, I would not say, "Hey, like, oh, um, I've got to explain to everyone why I'm such a uh, uh, you know a bad person." I'm I, you know buy whatever you want to buy. You got money, buy whatever you want to buy. But don't bitch to everybody else. Don't complain to everybody else about how they need to cut back, about how they need to change their lives while you're flying all over the world in a private jet. It's disgusting, and how anyone falls for this is just. It's inexplicable. The elites are there in Davos to plan your future for you. They want you to come along with them and glue yourself to stuff and get arrested and at a mine and, and 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 continually. Uh, polish their ridiculous ideology to make it look a little bit better than it really is while they get to party with each other in Davos and fly back and forth to Nantucket and do all these incredible things that you'll never have the opportunity to do. This is their plan, and of course, why wouldn't it be? If you're John Kerry, all you've done, all your entire life, you've been in giant zilch that accomplishes nothing, and at the end of your life, as you're in your 70s, you're still on stage at a fancy event, talking to other rich people about how amazing you all are together. He's never had a consequence to these ridiculous policies and this ridiculous behavior. So why wouldn't he feel special? Why wouldn't he feel better than everyone else? He lives by different rules than anyone else. So, of course, he's special. Eventually, this is going to end. And I think the charade does end. People will eventually wake up and call it out. But as of right now, still we're stuck with a situation where half the planet believes this nonsense and is willing to put God knows how many third world uh, citizens at risk because they want to promote expensive, unreliable energy at the cost of uh, reliable, cheap fuels. It's a bad policy. It's a bad idea. And it's really threatening a lot of people's lives, a lot of people's livelihood, probably yours. So think about that next time you see John Kerry's smiling, weird Botox to you know, face in, in Davos. They have a plan. They're executing that plan. They're telling you exactly what it is through the Great Reset and other ways. They're telling you what that plan is and they're going to execute it. And they don't really care if you're hurt or not. This will go through unless, of course, we step up and stop it. You know, The Simpsons has been on for, like, 30 years, right? And, you know, you kind of get a pattern as to, you know, what is a good episode, what's a bad episode. And, like, every once in a while, like, in year, like, 29, there's just one amazing episode. That's the case tonight where I will be filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. It's an incredible episode after, you know, maybe 10, 15 years of... Mediocrity. Um, Actually, tonight I'm going to be filling in. It is a really good episode. uh, What's what everyone is missing in Biden's classified document scandal. A lot of stuff that maybe you didn't catch uh, some of the weird coincidences uh, that might be going on in the the lead up to this. And I think it's important not to look just at the the the, uh, the document stuff which is important, but it's really indicative of much, much more than that. Um, I'm joined now by Jason Buttrell. He's the head writer and researcher for Glenn Beck, and we worked together on, on this uh, today. It's, a, it's an interesting scandal because I think it goes a lot deeper than what we're getting from the media.
1: Yeah, um, that's kind of what... Tr- usually when we do these Wednesday night specials, um, what you're getting is content that we've worked on for over a week, pretty much. So mm-hmm. they're, like a, they're a little more in-depth, more, uh, more heavily researched and the topic is a little more broad. But every once in a while something happens we notice something where we're like, we gotta do something on this right now. And that's where this was. And a lot of it stemmed from just the way the media was handling you know, these classified documents that are springing up all up and down the East Coast. Um, they're all just so quick to say, This is nothing that, you know, like what compared to Trump, he was so much more evil. He was Dr. Evil in this case. And he was, uh, Biden was Austin Powers. And um, you're like, why are they trying to absolve him so quickly? And then there was just a bunch of just, like you were saying, sudden coincidences popping up that same exact week. One of them was a New York Times article that um, was all about all the fishy things that Hunter Biden was up to. And it was almost like they're, you know, after years of saying that he was completely, you know, basically Mother Teresa in this, this entire time <clears throat> and that he was doing nothing, you know, wrong, that now they're saying, okay, maybe what he was doing was a little bit, you know, shady, <laughs> yeah. maybe a little bit wrong, you know, yeah. but definitely nothing wrong with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. He's in the clear, you know, I'm like, why are they being so quick to do all of this this week? And so the timing was just odd. And one of the things that you'll see tonight is we're going to throw all of this stuff up on timeline and you can see how some of these weird coincidences are adding up to a much bigger story than what we're currently getting from you know, the official White House statements on it or what the media is reporting on it.
2: This is telling in the approach from the media because this is a pretty standard practice. I noticed this with uh, Andrew Cuomo. when, when Andrew Cuomo is under fire. Uh, he, they, they protected Andrew Cuomo every, yeah. at every turn and all of a sudden the dam broke and they could no longer hold on to Cuomo. So they, they changed their wall to Chris Cuomo and they tried to protect Chris. Chris was actually the good guy. He was encouraging Andrew to step down this whole time. And you know, this is something that familiar from warfare, right? Like you have an outside barrier that you're protecting. The enemy breaks through that barrier. You back up and you set up a new fortification point. That seems to be what the media is doing now. They're saying, "Okay, Hunter Biden, it's too bad. We can't protect him anymore. Let's back off and just protect Joe. But this is getting really close and got to be uncomfortable to the president.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, This is no doubt damaging to him. And we're going to go through tonight all the different things that we say, Okay, this needs to be answered. You need to explain this. Let's make sure we're asking more questions in this direction because this is bringing up other things like involved with Hunter Biden, involved with like some shady business dealings that now, you know, the new attention is bringing more light on some mm. of that. Um, we'll get into that. But I'm really curious about timing in general here. Yeah. So, okay, not only that, but like maybe who is behind this. So it's clearly, you know, a, you know, a, a planned leak because what CBS News was the first one to get this. Um, clearly, must have gotten this from either the Biden administration or someone that was got okayed within the DOJ or something. Said, okay, now you know, give all the details. Why are they so quick to make Biden look like such a buffoon? Because mm-hmm. that's what this does. Yeah, I mean, you are, you are th- that issue. You know, with the, uh, you know, with the, with the Trump, you know, raid at Mar-a-Lago. I think, you know, had a, had a, had a, had, a, had a, at least some deal with uh, convincing some independents to switch sides and say, OK, we're just going to stick with, you know, Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it made some, you know, you know, pull in, in, in their favor. Well, now you're doing the same thing, but you're doing it in the opposite. But you're going at they're going at it in a way that doesn't make Biden look criminal as per that New York Times. thing. Yeah. So they're not they're saying, OK, yeah, this looks shady. Yes, he did do this. He's definitely not a criminal, but but yes, he did do this. Who's behind that? Is it what we call the deep state? Are they finally saying, "Okay, let's just get rid of this guy and put in somebody else"? Is it the Democrat Party? That <laughs> is there a difference between the two at this point? Um, is it the Democrat Party saying, "Okay, we don't like this guy. We're making room for maybe a uh, Mayor Pete or maybe somebody else"? Uh, who was behind this? Like, mm. that's very interesting to me.
2: Yeah, the timeline is really interesting. Uh, you know, it would be interesting to bring you on uh, the show tonight, and maybe you can walk us through this, this timeline because, you know, I, like I, I'm fascinated about when this information came out. You know, it, it came out. We we know this before the election, right? And I know you're gonna. We can get into the details kind of a, of this later on, but it's like normally. The media would be infuriated by something like this. Hmm. There's a major development before a, an election and you don't disclose it to the public. You know about it, but you don't disclose it. That's the type of thing, you know, that, that they blew up Donald Trump on when it was the, um, you know, the, the various women that he you know, allegedly paid off. Uh, you know, the, the what's her face, uh, Stormy Daniels and such. That was right before an election. They went crazy over that. How could you not tell us before this election actually happened? This is the stuff they normally get fired up about here. Doesn't seem to be uh, any problem at all.
1: So, yeah, we'll go into this in more greater detail tonight, but um, they've straight up said that, you know, one of the the date they first figured this out was back in early November. November 2nd Mm. was when they first (laughs) figured this out. So they figured this out. They reported it, you know, because they self-reported, self-reported, self-reported. You hear that all over the media right now. And that's why they're so much better at this than the way Trump handled it, allegedly, apparently. But, um... They uh, they released it on uh, they found it on November second. Reported it to the DOJ. That means uh, 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 Garland knew about this. Uh, I'm assuming Ray must have known about this. Um, whoever else, the, everyone in the in the Biden administration must have known this. Um, it did not leak at all. And you got to ask yourself, well. He, Flip the this, flip this, this scenario. Let's say that uh, it was, you know, Biden back then that was uh, caught, you know, at his Delaware home with hundreds of documents or wherever, um, and there was an election and they could have released something damning where Trump did the same thing in the lead up to, let's say a midterm election. You can guarantee people would have been fighting, mainstream media would have been fighting themselves to get this information and to release it. Mm. Fighting themselves. I did not see a – well, no, there was not a single outlet that was on the trail of this. How is that even possible? Hmm. With that many people that would have known about it, how does the media not hear
2: a single thing? Hmm. You know, I guess you could make an argument, right, that uh, Hunter Biden, in and of himself, doesn't matter all that much. Now, look, he's a family member of the president – but if he's going around, and he's hooking up with hookers and doing drugs like that's bad, but not necessarily to, you know, the national interest when it comes to our policy. Um, you could make the argument that the documents themselves maybe aren't that bad. Right. Like, I, you know, I, I will say that if this scandal boils down to the fact that he had a few documents in a box somewhere and not, he didn't use them for any nefarious purpose, I can kind of throw my hands up at that and, and not really worry. The kind of the same way I'm, I am with Trump on that, like. Maybe he had some documents he shouldn't have. He had a dispute of some sort with, you know, the record keepers. and, you know, But, you know, if he's selling it to foreigners or he's using it for his own personal purpose, that's when I'm going to get really interested in a story like that. What's, I think, most fascinating about the Biden thing is what this maybe smaller scandal of the documents and the quote unquote smaller scandal with Hunter Biden, when you add those together and then it ties to Joe Biden. That's really where this story starts to take fire, I think. It starts to really take shape there, because if we can show what's going on behind the scenes, why there were tens of millions and sometimes billions of dollars being changed hands (coughs) all surrounding these important dates and documents and events, you've got a real narrative there that I don't know that he's going to be able to survive. Yeah, the thing with
1: Hunter Biden, because uh, when, when, you've seen that a lot. They're like, well, so what? It's, you know, yeah, what he's doing is bad, but it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Mm. They literally have a name for people like Hunter Biden and usually large, corrupt countries like China. And in China, they're called the princes of China. And they're the uh, family members. They're typically the sons of Communist Party, Politburo, you know, mm-hmm. bigwigs. And they're notorious all over the world. They, they enrich themselves. They make deals. People are usually scared to deal with them. So they all end up being, you know, multimillionaires and billionaires. And people on the left over here will criticize that. And they will be like, look at that corruption. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. sure. Sure. We're, we kind of agree with China a little bit. And, you know, some of the ways that, you know, they're authoritarian ways. But that part right, right there is bad. That's, you know, that's corruption, right? Political corruption. I mean, the Biden family are the poster childs of that. Mm-hmm. That's what Hunter Biden did. We know that he did. Uh, but nobody has an issue with it. And I, I don't understand how they say that that's no big deal. Like, everything we hate about big government, everything we hate about corrupt politicians, they're right. They're exhibit A number one. Yeah. Nobody seems to talk about it. Of course, it's a big deal right yeah. there. And then, I, you know, with, with the documents thing, I, I, I get what you're saying about, you know, um, it, it definitely d- depends on, you know, the nature of some of these documents, what's sure. on them. And that will kind of judge the severity of, you know, some of this. But I'm interested in, like, the chain of custody of some of these things. Now, when I was uh, in intelligence in the military, they are very big on before you get your clearance, you have to sign this thing that, you know, I can't remember the amount of years. It seems like it's 40 years uh, imprisonment if you accidentally show someone or because of your, you know, Um, incompetence, you let a a classified document slip and someone sees it, then you, I can't remember, let's just say it's 40 years, then you have a fine and 40 years in prison. Well, it's not just that. It's not just just that one act. It's how many times someone inadvertently saw that classified document. So let's just say, you know, I don't know, five people saw that classified document. I would then owe the government 90 years in federal prison. It stacks. Mm. Now, if you just look at All these documents, we don't know where the heck they've been. So we know, like, say for instance, the Mar-a-Lago thing. I'm assuming it went from the helicopter, you know, or or a truck or whatever, straight to Mar-a-Lago. That's just what I assume. I don't know. But on this one, we have no freaking clue because no one knew they even existed until November 2nd of last year. And we do know they went to multiple places. It seems it must have because he wasn't. He didn't even have these offices in part of this time. Right. He he went. You know, he went from the White House to Philly, the University of Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. in Philly. So I'm assuming, well, I'm assuming maybe some documents went there. We don't know. They could have went to the house, the right. Delaware house. Because there was not gap there, I think, right? A L- little bit of a gap, yeah. yeah. It wasn't so, exactly the same the next day. It had to go somewhere else. We don't know where. where? Yeah, maybe yeah. the house, then maybe to Philly. And then uh, when the Penn Biden Center opened up where the documents were found, then did some of them go to back to D.C. in this un- unsecured, not approved uh, office closet mm-hmm. i guess yeah and we definitely know the you know the his garage with the vet definitely was an approved facility mm. so i just don't <laughs> it, it makes you wonder where did all these places go who how many who and not only uh how many but who and the mm-hmm. types of people that would have been uh, ran across some of these documents while they're sitting in a garage Gosh,
2: we just I don't know, know. Uh, do you watch succession no no, no. okay it's so hbo show succession it's about a big media family you kind of have the media family is this you know It's like the Biden crime family in a way, right? Like they've got this hierarchy. And one of the characters is Kendall. And Kendall is, you know, a smart guy, but all sorts of problems. Drug problems, has had like a shady crime history. And what's interesting about him, he's very, he always, every time I see Hunter Biden, I think of Kendall from from Succession. But Kendall and Hunter are valuable in two different ways, I think. One, they're valuable uh, to the adversaries who can see a way into these families, a way into this power structure because he's such a vulnerable, he's such a shady history, so vulnerable, vulnerable to honeypots, vulnerable to drugs, vulnerable to scandal. They can be manipulated using the information. Secondarily, Kendall is also valuable to uh, the family in succession because He's willing to to breach all sorts of moral lines to get more money, to get more power. But he's also he's valuable as a guy you can toss to the side if you need to. Mm. Right. And that's what Hunter is to the Biden family. We're at that point now where they're saying, all right, he did all this stuff. We're getting caught. Throw him to the wolves. And he's willing to take that since he's had so many problems. He's you know willing to take it for eventual protection down the line. Um, I, I feel like we are on the precipice of something big here. It, we very, very well could be. And
1: if, if the, the media continues to ask some of these questions and some of the questions that hopefully we'll push tonight, maybe we'll eventually get to that. Mm. But I just don't see how you can do like The New York Times did and completely absolve, you know, the rest of the Biden family, specifically Joe, from some of the things he was doing. Yeah, it's just uh, desire. <clears throat> they want to they 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 really do i mean in in that, in that article they talk about you know oh yeah we completely absolve joe because you know we talked to his close business fr- uh, allies uh, his family and his personal friends <laughs> right. how do you even list those as sources right that's like no that, that's crazy
2: that's all like the people who love him told us he was a good guy okay great great thank right, you right,
1: that. that's the lawyer in court said no nah, that you know th- th- this serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer said this serial killer just he doesn't seem like he has the you know the character to be a serial killer <laughs>
2: right. well we're gonna trust Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> right, you know right, like right. straight up like, what it does not make any sense we're gonna get into this a lot more in more detail here coming up uh, on the Glenbeck program which airs right after this so if you want to be part of uh, of blaze TV you can go to blazetv.com/slash stew. Promo code is Stu, you'll save 10 bucks. You can also get the show on YouTube as well. It's what everyone is missing in Biden's classified document scandal. We're getting into that right up uh, right you know, all over the place, right after this program, 9 p.m. Eastern, right on Blaze TV. Jason, thanks for coming on the show and doing like a hundred different shows. For me <laughs> you too. <laughs> Five, five, six times that turned out to be false. Are you sorry about that? I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. I'll see you tomorrow. Hmm. I mean, look, I don't like her jumpy here very much, but it's a pretty stupid question. Is she sorry for lying? Why would she be sorry for doing her job? Uh, you know, she's, she's doing her job to the best of her ability. That job is to lie. So of course she's not sorry that she lied. She's intentionally lying every single day on every single topic. So, no, she's not sorry that she lied. The White House is struggling, apparently, with messaging strategy over the Biden documents. Gee, do you think so? Now, look, it's one thing to say what I basically believe. I've talked talked about this earlier. I basically believe a document scandal with the president of the United States or even the vice president having documents at their house, while it may be technically illegal or wrong, um, it's not that big of a concern to me. Now, if they're using these documents for some other reason, that becomes uh, it crosses a much more important line. But generally speaking, whatever, they have a couple of documents, put them back, you know, let's all move on with it. I, I felt the same way about Trump. Uh, but this is impossible for them to to argue because they just argued how important it was they just said, hey, guys, uh, the most important thing in the world is the president having documents at their house. That should never, ever happen. It's incredibly impactful to our country and dangerous and awful. And now it's their guy in the middle of the scandal. It's just, you know, again, malpractice. They're really bad at this job. They're really bad at every job that they do. This just is just falls into that same category. The DOJ has decided not to have FBI agents monitor Biden's lawyers, uh, lawyers search for more documents. Now, at some level, I guess you could say, you know, look, uh, you know, Trump's lawyers went through these documents first as well. And maybe maybe I don't know. There's some uh, some sense to the fact of, like they're not necessarily over their shoulder. But like if if you actually care about appearances, if you care about appearance of uh, of of problems, You'd think you'd have somebody, you'd want, you'd invite the authorities to look at this and say this is absolutely pristine, the uh, most clean process possible. That's not really the way they're going. What, a, what a surprise! Now they do have some really, really good people in their administration that can help them through any crisis. You know, people like uh, Pete Buttigieg who uh, got this headline from the, the uh, Daily Beast, who obviously you should never trust their coverage, but here's what they say. Buttigieg could have improved airline issues and just, you know, didn't. <laughs> Which, I, I keep, I have this argument with people all the time. They're like, do you believe that Pete Buttigieg, he went off on on family leave for months and months and he didn't even come into work. And, you know, you believe Joe Biden. He's, at, he's in Delaware all the time. He's not even at his house, and people can't believe how little he shows up to work. And I keep saying, thank God they don't show up. Every time they show up, something disastrous happens. Please stay home. There's nothing more for you to do here. Everything you touch turns to crap. Please stop coming to work. Stay home. Don't come in anymore. Don't assign your decisions to anyone else in your administration, because they're all terrible too. Just Can we just get inside a turtle shell and hope everything makes it to 2024? Is that something we can all agree on? Apparently not. By the way, 2024 not looking all that great for Joe Biden. Well, depending on the situation, actually, the new poll is out. And Biden, of course, will be in his 80s by the time this election occurs. But the new poll shows Biden defeating Donald Trump 49 to 41, at the same time losing To Ron DeSantis, 45 to 42 among the same voters. This is a poll uh, taken and commissioned by Conservative Club for Growth, which we should point out, not huge fans of Donald Trump. So uh, some I think we'll read into that. But uh, DeSantis lagged behind Biden and Trump in name recognition. His favorability rating 41 percent, former president's 39 percent. Uh, and, uh, and uh, DeSantis is behind the current president at 45%. DeSantis though uh, comes in a much different uh, category in that he really still isn't known by a lot of people. You follow politics, you know what DeSantis has been up to. A lot of people don't, and it's interesting to see. I think that's good news and bad news for DeSantis, right? He does very, very well among Republicans right now who follow this stuff closely because they've seen what he has done. But that does leave a lot of room for people who aren't paying close attention to politics to step into that realm and see something they either really, really like or see something they really, really don't like about DeSantis. Uh, Who knows which way this is going to go. That's why you can't call these elections this early. Polling at this point, you know, I like polls. I'm I'm unlike a lot of people uh, out there, especially on the conservative side who really don't like polls at all. I like them. I think they can teach us certain things, not everything, but certain things. But right now, I don't know how much you can take. You certainly can't take something about a close election. If you have a guy at 2% and a guy at 40%, you could take something from that. But other than that, you really can't take all that much out of general election polling at this time. So look at it with a grain of salt, but that's the state of the polls right now. you have to file this one under oh that's how deep the grift goes anti-trump former rep adam kinzinger's pack is selling signed copies of the january 6th report good i mean can you even can you try look i you know i i don't mind people you know not liking trump i don't mind people who think that the january 6th was you know, more of a threat to democracy than I do. Whatever, go ahead. Say, But, like, is this even real? I feel like it's just performance art for half of these people at this point. CNN is considering a new primetime comic host. Uh, As Gutfeld thrives on Fox, according to The Hill, they're thinking about maybe putting a comedian on in primetime that can kind of handle maybe making an entertaining show instead of boring their audience to tears. It's interesting. um, You know, we've been talking about CNN's rehab for a while here. Can they actually make a transition from just like, you know, basically Adam Kinziger in television form to something else? Bad sign they hired Adam Kinziger like the day he got out of Congress. So. Not necessarily a good sign there, although I did talk to an int- uh, industry insider recently who you know knows the people uh, behind this transition over at CNN. And, you know, they were a little more hopeful than I than I have been at times uh, that maybe there is going to be something of a transition back to something resembling normal news eventually. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, I was a little encouraged by it. Um, because, you know, this person is somebody that I trust and, and, and would know. So, I mean, I think it's, it's an interesting thought that maybe, look, they're never going to be something that's going to make us happy. That's not even what I'm asking for. I'm not even dreaming my wildest imagination about something like that. All I'm asking for is them not to be terrible all the time. That's it. You know, we, we talked about um, them hiring Stephen Gutowski, who's the, um, you know, a gun expert who uh, in charge of the Reload, the website one of the most knowledgeable people people on guns in America. Uh, He's been on this show a bunch of times, really, really smart, comes from a place uh, believing that the Second Amendment exists. You know, this is not somebody who's anti-gun. Hiring somebody like that is a really good sign. There are some other hires I can be a little less excited about. Uh, Maybe this is a little encouraging that uh, there'll be something good coming. Maybe they'll get somebody who's not absolutely terrible. and Maybe there'll be a show that you can occasionally watch. I do think a healthy... Sensible, sane CNN is actually good for the country. If we could get somebody who would actually just give us news, they don't have to be conservative, they don't have to be Republican friendly, just give us freaking news. I actually think that would be a positive development for the country. I'm not holding my breath though, unfortunately. Uh, Finally, Paramount Plus, in a bizarre story, they have a show called Mayor of Kingstown. Now, this show stars Jeremy Renner. Now, Renner you may know, was in a snowplow incident on uh, New Year's Day of this year and is really banged up. People are saying it was really, really serious, famous actor. He's in the series called Mayor of Kingstown. Now, they were just uh, marketing this series for the new season, and the picture is Jeremy Renner, you know, kind of beat up, bloody character. I think it's a cop drama of some sort. I don't know. Um, but anyway, they've now changed the marketing. I'm going to show you the two pictures. The one on, the, uh, on your right is going to be uh, the one that was the the initial marketing, where you see he's very bloody and kind of beat up. They've changed it to the one on the left, which shows the exact same picture, but he's less bloody and less beat up, because I guess because he's in reality actually dealing with an injury, they wanted to make him look less beat up in the show for some reason. I mean, I, I feel like I should just end that sentence with question mark. Like, I don't know. Why would it make it better for the fake blood to not be there because he has real blood in real life? Questions abound, but that's where we are in Hollywood, in case you were wondering. Okay, so here's what happened. First of all, the story's from Florida, so you know we're about to get weird, okay? Before I even tell you anything else about the story, though, I want to show you a picture. This is a picture from the TSA, and you know, it looks like a normal x-ray of a suitcase. I want you to look closely, and if you're on podcasts, I'll explain what we're looking at here. We've got on one side, you've got a couple of high heels, it looks like, another pair of shoes, maybe some electronics. On the other side, maybe some other wires and such, and then on the bottom right, what do we have there? Doesn't that look like a snake? <laughs> Guess what, everybody? It's Florida. So yes, of course, it was a snake in the carry-on luggage, but not just any snake. Snake. It was Bartholomew, Bartholomew the boa constrictor. Yes, an emotional support snake. <laughs> we should just give up as a country. Let's just let's just pull the plug. I mean. <laughs> Barthol- the, Bartholomew the support snake uh, the, someone tried to put it on, on the plane and apparently was blocked uh, not allowed to have snakes on a plane hence the movie that's why it was weird snakes on a plane unless it's in the checked luggage which apparently is allowed that's wrong it should stop right now